Timofey. Hello. Hello, welcome. Thank you. So what's your name and where are you from? I'm Timofey Dolenyak Alexandrovich. The full name would be Timofey is the stage name, so it's Tima slash Fey or Tima space Fey. I'm Ukrainian, uh, moved here in 1998. Uh, first city was, uh, first well, I immigrated into Chicago. So uh, that's where it all started. So did you, how old were you when you moved to uh, the 16. States? You were 16. Mm -hmm. And were you DJ? And now, and now you DJ? Yes. yes. And, and do you DJ full time? Uh, it, it's wavy, so it was full time, so it was right, part time, but I never let the music, uh, rely on music, meaning the compensations, pain, so on, had other projects on the side. It was mainly passion and fun, yeah. And when did you start DJing? Because I, I have to say, I mean, I bring a lot of people in here and everybody, you know, throws down, but you sounded very unique. You, so you sounded like you. Well, thank you. Which That's is something that I think is so important. I think it's extremely important for DJs to have a sound, and you definitely have your own sound. Well, thank you very much. I was getting ready. I did a lot of my homework. I was preparing to make sure that I impress you, which is I did. Thank you very much. <laughs> I was like, what am I going to play? I mean, I have so much music, and I'm like, I'll just do it. I never did my own music, or like whatever I worked in, and this will be a good, nice business card uh, kind of into the Tampa Bay f uh, industry. I thought it would be a nice... Smart decision to do. So I played all the music uh, that yeah, I. Yeah, uh, and uh, when we remember when you moved to Tampa? Uh, about oh my God, everything like blends in. Or out no longer than a year. So okay. about eight, eight, nine months or something like that now. So I want to hear about your musical history. Mm -hmm. So I know that you've been DJing and producing music for a while. Uh, what would you consider the start of your musical journey? I would say when I fell in love with Prodigy. Uh, so the Prodigy, it's like electropunk uh, band from uh, Essex, uh, Great Britain. So I don't know if you ever listened to them or no. That Firestarter, Breeds, Mike Mabit. I, I, I don't songs. know Prodigy, no? no. Okay, so they were revolutionary, kind of like the um, a rave scene. So actually the song El Hit Charlie was one of the first rave tracks that it's kind of in the in the overseas, in the communities, and rave scenes made it. It was the anthem. And made it more popular and so on. So Ar around what year? So eighties, uh, the eighties, and uh -huh. and what? You, so the band name is Prodigy. That Prodigy, yeah. Or is it one guy? No, no, no. Well, it's behind the scene is Liam Howlett. So he's a producer. He's one guy. But this was originally four guys, um, then three. Now there's two. So there's like vocalist, dancers, and Liam is the one who's main producer. And what did you say that anthem was called? What's the song called? Charlie. The song is called Charlie. Charlie, yeah. yeah. Okay. I love finding uh -huh. old classics. Okay. Like a song from the 90s that just with some sort of like driving bass uh -huh. that you just know people were raging to yeah. back in the day. I love finding those songs because a lot of, I mean, not all music is timeless. Yes. But timeless music is special. Yes, exactly. And that's mm -hmm. what in production, that's what, like you said, my set was a little bit more original, like kind of like me. And every time in music, I try to be, no, not to follow trends and, and, s and certain outlets that it's a lot of people do. Do something from here and some kind of tied up that project. And, and, and it shows that it sounds so original. Thank you. So yes. Yeah, original music. So say it again. Original music. How did you say it? What ti like timeless, timeless music, music is special. Is special. Yeah, I mean, what what well sometimes said. sometimes a song just resonates. Yeah, you know, like, uh, you you know what? A t like, and this might be kind of mainstream, and I'm sorry if it's kind of mainstream people. You know, I try to stay away from the mainstream stuff, but the you, you know the song "Losing It" by Fisher. 
you lose it. Yes. I mean, yeah, it's a big losing it. That song. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when I first found that song, I told myself, this is amazing, and I listened uh-huh. to it a bunch of times. And then everyone in the world started playing it, and I went to uh, a Miami, uh, I think it was a Miami Music Week in maybe 2018 or uh-huh. 2019, and I will never forget, I went to this um, beach bar thing Nikki where, beach where it wasn't Nikki Beach. No. <laughs> no, it was like some, it was like a pool thing. Got it. Uh, but there was like some big name DJs there, mm-hmm. and uh, and... The DJs, all of them played Losing It by Fisher. That's and I was like, what is happening uh-huh. here? And I don't remember who the DJs were, but they were big DJs, yeah. you know? And I, that was when I was like, I don't want to hear Losing It anymore. But honestly, within the last year, like whenever I'm like just in my car mm-hmm. and I want to hear some really hype tech mm-hmm. house, I just I put on Losing It. It's so yeah, good. No, he's it's so good. And that's really what I mean by timeless music. You know, mm-hmm. that song will be around forever. Yes. And like I that like you know when you hear a Fisher song like it, it, you you can really hear Chris Lake's production. I'm kidding. Mm-hmm. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> but, but I want to say that two You know, you kind of look like you kind of look like Chris Lake. I d- we Eastern Europeans. I believe he's Serbian, I think. Really? Yeah, Chris Lake, I think he's Serbian. Huh. Yeah. We'll research it. Have you have you ever gotten that before I that you look like Chris Lake? Uh, no, no. I met him. We have pictures, but I never You met know. Chris Lake? Yeah, yeah. Okay, we got to get back to you yeah, here. Yeah. So I want to hear your musical history mm-hmm. because, uh, like, I n- I have a strong feeling that you've done some really cool stuff. So, uh, you, Prodigy in the eighties. Mm-hmm. Let's keep moving. Thank you, thank you. Yes, Prodigy. I mean, all the genre, all that breaks, all that electro. I mean, uh, Chemical Brothers. I mean, then you have Pollock and Fold, the early years of Tiesto. But Pollock and Fold was the really the first one who brought that electronic music to Ibiza, you know, to the island, and so on, and overseas here. So that like progressive. Uh, house, um, trancier house, uh, house tech, and so on. Is Paul Oakenfold the producer who that movie is about? Swordfish? Oh, no, which one? No, the all gone, uh, Frankie Wilde, is that what you think? All gone Piton, the movie? It's, no? um, uh, it's, I think it's a German movie, and... It, it oh, no, c- uh, that's different, yeah. Um, uh, c- 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 his name is Key. he's bald, and yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm talking about, and, and, it's and it's a the he has a brother. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the one again. So that's the only German because yeah, I know this French about Daft Punk. There's a big movie too that was just made, and so on. But uh, mm-hmm. speaking of uh, all gone Pitong, I recommend you guys watch this movie. Okay, so um, take me through it. So while you're still living in the Ukraine before you moved to the United States, mm-hmm. were you listening to these like driving techno songs, these house songs, these dance music songs? Oh, music was always music to me. I was always open to everything. Uh, the one that I really liked was Prodigy. I really liked that listening to that, dancing to those in the disco clubs or discotecas, as uh, we call them. Um, but uh, I had a lot of different people around me. My mom was always to um, around pol- politicals, people, people in the art industries, and so on. So. Um, they always would bring, uh, and it's still, uh, I'll, I'll remind you guys, again, Ukraine, 1991, there was a Soviet Union, so it's communistic regime, it's one kind of republic, let's just say. Uh, you can't bring, import anything from the West or anything like that, so like these records would make it, um, even jump back in the 50s, 60s, uh, in Soviet times, they used to um, uh, burn or yeah, pirate or burn uh, vinyls 
from the x-rays uh, in medical offices, you know those pictures, the black and white x-ray? So they would record on that and they would play those vinyls like that. And there was like in uh, private parties and wow, so on. Wow, really? So but um, the music, it was hard to get interna international music, So, but still somehow we got it. I was listening and it was everything from modern talking, ABBA, you know, and you go and go on this, like disco was huge, uh, always vocal and melodical music. So that's kind of thing maybe the, the why I have all this, like this Yevro sounds in me, in my sets and so on. So 1991, you mm -hmm. know, you're like, uh, like uh, early teens. Yes. Are you in big like clubs? Uh, I mean, I know you're not DJing at this right, time, right. No, no. but are you like partying in big clubs at this uh, time? No, I mean, uh, so in Ukraine... I mean, I can only imagine how much different your oh yeah. upbringing must have been than mine. Uh, drinking, uh, smoking, you're already at the age of 14. I mean, the clubs were... There's no age, there's no AD. Um, it's called Budino Kultura, so it's like the house of culture. Uh, every village or every city has it. So that's where old city goes to party on Saturdays or Fridays, but Saturday was the big day. And so that's what everybody would gather would go listen. What were some of the big clubs when you were still living there? Budena Kultura means like the house of culture. It's called the cultural house. Let's just say that. So that's like the owned by the government, meaning where everyone just go and for the theater, um, for anything like that. So those are like facilities. Um, I don't. I cannot compare anything here because everything is independent business. Uh, businesses here, um, here and so on. Did I move that? They told me I was Italian in my past life. I'm talking with my hands all the time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I'm Ukrainian. Ah. Yeah, um, so um, what what brought you to America? Uh, my mom. So my mom was the first one. She kind of said enough, let's just say that, um, of, of all that. And so she got money. She sold some stuff. Um, she came here, uh, revolutionized and changed everything. So that's how I got here. And when did you start DJing? Uh, to be technically, n 1999, 2000, I started a little because in America, I was able to get these things. So with that, it was hard to get all expensive, you know, vinyls or CD players or whatever. In America, everything that's, I got my hands on it. So from that, I was technically starting, because at home I was doing the like reel-to-reels, uh, like cassette tapes, you know, so in the clubs, you have to rewind it with a pencil. Um, and so on in place. Wait, so in wait, so yeah. in in the club clubs in America? No, no, in Ukraine still. Okay, so here, so that's yeah. sort of my question. Like, while you were in the Ukraine in the Ukraine mm -hmm. before you moved to America, were you in the clubs cranking the reels? In? Right, right. Not DJing. I was helping out um, the DJs. So I was like the left hand or the right. Do you hand remember hand. his name or who uh, you were helping Payalnik. out? Payalnik, so one of the Ustanat. Payalnik means like you weld something, you know, like the small metal parts you weld. Yeah, like a, so like a welder. So he used to be an engineer, but he also did... Um, but his DJ name was Payalnik? Payalnik, yeah, that's his nickname, yeah. Okay. And he was the guy who would just for the whole village, you know, play. Uh, so he's the one that stands out right now in my head, but... So Payanik, Payanik uh -huh. was the Ukrainian, uh, he was like your Ukrainian mentor yeah, who I showed agree. you how to take tapes yeah. and rewind them in the middle of a huge club yeah, set yeah. and it play these uh, these these dance yeah. music songs. So I kind of what, what was the music? Played. What was the music even like then? Like, well, do you remember who the artists were? Disco, I said like ABBA, ASO Bass. I mean, Tool Limited. Uh, you have MC Hammer. I mean, all that's from Western. Um, there's a lot of music coming here, but like more, more danceable. Right. Uh, tech. Uh, you know, like that. Uh, Tournament and uh, or La Bouche or you know, 
again, these are just uh, old school names just came to my head, but mm-hmm. it was very dense. A few, of course, in discotheques in Ukraine uh, was definitely a slow dances a must so y- the guys would go and invite the girls so that's another thing like here in the nightclubs you don't hear like a slow song playing so the guy would come up and get the girl dancing but i feel like the closest thing that we have to slow songs in like house music is like like lo-fi house uh, yeah, oh yeah yeah the modern way approach, like minor yeah. minor chords uh-huh. house uh-huh. yeah uh so what I'm hearing is you had a taste of DJing before you moved right. to America, yeah. and then when you moved to America in uh, 1998, you uh-huh. said, um, it, you knew that you wanted to right. dabble. I think that guy, Payanik, inspired me, and I'm like, okay, I love these touching things, people talking to you, just like every DJ, you know? Like so what was your first DJ deck? Do you, do you remember? Uh, so Did you have turntables? Uh, yes, but it was not mine. We are um, with school friends, and it's all European. So I had a friend, and, and that's the company NOR DJs that goes to. So there was two Polish, Serbian, um, and Ukrainian. That's me. So we all organized kind of like the group. With that, I mean, we did. Um, so we collected the money. We put it, and we bought the, the decks. So... Um, I had uh, either Danon, fir- no, I still have the Pioneer CG100, so I still have the 100, um, well <laughs> and then uh, uh, Vestex mixer, we got it, uh, I don't remember which model, Vestex. And this is in the ni- 1999? 2000, 2000, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's already here, so we kind of combined. What was your, your, what was your first gig, like your first Timofey uh, gig? So there was, I don't remember, it really was either Divine, or there was like um, a private party that was, uh, we came in after the swingers party, so when oh we my were sitting up, there were people naked <laughs> walking around, and uh, we were like sitting up, so that, uh, but I know one that, that I didn't know how to DJ yet, meaning I was already like so higher up, um, it was embarrassing at the moment. Now I'm thinking like flashbacks, how to the vinyl you playing and you m- just blend two songs together. It was horrible. Now I'm thinking, but it's it needed it. So then I spent it some time on those vinyls, and I would just put any vinyl, and then I would try to beat match from this to hear that you know how to beat match the beat to come together, and that's how I kind of learned beat matching and the rest is history with that. But so you first moved to Chicago, mm-hmm. right? So did you get involved with any Chicago house? I know that Chicago house is a big deal. Yes, yes. After, years after. So first we were, again, uh, focusing on um, making a team or meeting people, networking and so on. Um, um, getting into the, the American lifestyle and so on, learning language, um, learning English. I didn't know any English or anything. So, and then just... I met people. We came to, like I said, that group. We utilized that NOR DJ's uh, brand and went with that. Right. Do you remember? um, Well, I'm sure you do. I mean, 2000 is only Uh 20 years ago. You know what I mean? Um, What clubs were you playing in in Chicago? Uh, so over there, there was a lot of, I'll say, shelter. Um, uh, that people will know that's old school shelter where Louis Vega would play or Frankie Knuckles even too. Um, shelter, um, I played, I mean, Sound Bar, I played at uh, Vision. Um, this is the older ones, people who know. Crowbar was one of the big ones because Crowbar they had also in Miami and I think somewhere in Spain. There, there's a Crowbar here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, so, but I think, is there a... Crow bar like a crow? I know is it the yeah. same crow bar? Crow I think bar. it's like oh, I think it's like anyway, a crow. but yeah. Anyway. 
dad's uh oh my god so you you do you still have like a big collection of vinyls yeah i mean vinyls and cds i'm I'm also like a cd dj uh cd dj yeah cd dj right i play cds so i have still stacks of of cds from like everything labeled like uh let's say downtown if i play all gig and and i date it from 2001 so when you would prepare for a gig Mm -hmm. in the early 2000s Would you burn a yes. CD for the sole purpose of yes. DJing? Yes, yes. Especially in Chicago, um, it was horrible because all those CDs in the winter, if you come into the hot club, CDs are cold, you know, and they bring it, they get right away with the like uh, watery kind of like fog, you know. And you, one time I made a mistake, I put in the CD in and it stopped. It glitched the whole CD and it um they had to restart it, the whole system. Oh, my gosh. Um, so, anyway, if you guys in the cold or somewhere in the cold country or state playing, make sure that you, like, blow on a CD or um, make sure... Or just get a CDJ 3000 <laughs> and a USB. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But, yeah, yeah these, uh, speaking of the CD, I played on the many different models uh, on the boat parties and deserts and so on. This, uh, props to Pioneer, love them, and they are, like, tanks. They're unbreakable. They went through so much... Uh, Anyway, of the subject. What's your prized possession CD? Because if you have CDs and vinyls, you have. I know that you have to have something super rare that isn't even on Spotify. There's got to be something that you have that is just like a, pr- a priceless gem. Mm, uh, well, yeah, because in the early, so early like those 2000s, you have stores in Chicago that you buy vinyl and. Now DJs are different, but before DJ would hide. Uh, there was no Shazam number one, so you can't Shazam. You don't know the track. DJs were very selfish. They would not tell you the track because they want to be the ones who play that hit or that song only them, uh, not like Fisher. Everyone, is <laughs> I'm kidding. Like that track, you know. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Every DJ playing, but um, well, you know, it's I just different now because yeah. now you can download everything yeah. and like everything is very, you know, hey, buy my song, you yeah. know. But nonetheless, please continue. I have a few. I have uh, like uh, Love Prodigy, so I have a few remixes on vinyl by uh, um, Unknown. Or I like I really people would release music before. They were so passionate. They're just unknown. White label, white label. The vinyl you have, it's white, white, and you play, and you don't know what it is. Now, actually, that's good that you brought it up. I have to Shazam it. Maybe you'll work it. But a lot of those white labels, I don't even know what it is. I just know where it is, just like my CDs. I know where I played uh, by my muscle memory. I know which pocket is to take it and play it. Um, if I'm on fast, if I'm playing. So I, I wanna, I want an answer though. Mm-hmm. What is your prized possession? Vinyl or CD. So I was going to this. So now I would say because with the war, uh, I got a gift of Pink Floyd signed. Um, uh, that song, the hit that I did when the war started, you know, and the, uh, after twenty something years, they didn't. Which song? Uh, fr- uh, a bit of freedom. I have to look it up how to translate. And but uh, it's by Pink Floyd. They did only one hit after twenty years on releasing any music. They made a song for Ukraine. So that's. Oh wow! I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah, I know that Roger Waters is a, is a big activist mm-hmm. uh, politically. Mm-hmm. So it it's not surprising that he would do something mm-hmm. for Ukraine. He was actually just on the Joe Rogan Experience. Um, okay. Oh, his interview was incredible, okay. and I, he's a huge political activist. So that's not surprising that he would put something out like that. I mean, just listen to the Wall. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, the, yeah. the the album The Wall is yeah. ex- is extremely politically charged. Yeah. yeah. So that so would be my wait. So how'd you get that? Uh, it was a gift. It was a gift uh, uh, because I donate a lot of time. Speaking of Ukraine, um, as an artist, as a people in a in, uh, in a community in diaspora, um, you know, I help out a lot. So people, you know, they 
want to say thank you. I got it. And I'm like, wow. So that's my. So I wa- let's switch gears here. Mm-hmm. What is going on in Ukraine right now? Educate me. Because I know that there is a very, uh, unfortunately, bloody war yeah. happening in Ukraine and uh, U- Ukraine v. Russia. Yeah. And um, uh, Ukraine, uh, Russia wants to take over Ukraine. Ukraine's fighting back. Mm-hmm. Um, it, give me like the full landscape on on what's happening in that area of the world politically. Mm-hmm. In general, I'm will say that it's all politics. It's all politics. It's all about the money. Unfortunately, uh, wars are unfortunately the most profitable um, anywhere in any ti- in any part of the country or the world. Uh, the war is very profitable for everyone. Unfortunately. Or government, meaning-wise. Uh, what's happening, it's technically a military operation, so there's no war was announced, so it's not a war, technically, especially from the Russian side. It's, it's operation. Um, from Ukraine, definitely, we've been terrorized, so, like, you know, it's a war crimes, terror, and so on. The rest of the world sees it. Um, but, like, what is, like... What is the stance of Ukraine? What is the stance of Russia? Like, if Russia, if 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 there was a debate, if there was a debate hall right now, mm-hmm. and on one side of the room was the country Russia, and the other side of the room was the country Ukraine, mm-hmm. what would they be debating about? Uh, well, Russia sees it as its. You're good. Uh, you're good. As, you're as, good. <laughs> as it's um, Ukraine, it was a part of the um, as, uh, Russian Republic, Russian Federation, and so on. So they just want that, like any big country, um, I'm sure, like China or Great Britain, you know, that Ireland, Scotland was always had, you know, the same situation. So it's kind of like the big brother, I guess, a big, you know, uh, powerful. So Russia is trying to yeah. um, overtake and the Ukraine from Soviet times. You know, there's still when Ukraine was together. There's a lot of. Um, they build nuclear kind of um, facilities and so on, so on, so on, so on. I'm sure with that, they want to take that all back. I mean, you have a Chernobyl nuclear reactor. There was one, there's a few other ones that they kind of, when the war, st- well when the attack started, they right away kind of protected and captured Russians, meaning. Um, so, again, there's so many different things, so many different things. It, you can go back and forward, and it's like it's all politics. They can stop it, or but they'll profit in, they'll right now, or with the elections, Blaming on this, that you know, so it's all the game, in a way. Do you, do you have family who's Absolutely. fighting in the war? Yes, 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 yes I do. And every, uh, my mom is only here. And then right now with the um, uh, certain U for U visas uh, the possibilities, we were able to bring some of the family. We start bringing family here. So I brought my cousin. Right now we're working with another cousin. For a long time, they didn't want to come here, even when the war started. Now they're kind of just like waking up because we think, well, we kind of know that Russia, the Union, started yet. It's just like they just, you know, they still look into a lot more. It's a huge country. Yeah, I, I was listening yeah. to um, a podcast about the Ukrainian-Russian war, and the uh, guest was an expert on the topic. And he was essentially saying that Russia handles wars in very similar ways all throughout time. You know, they start they start off um, losing, mm-hmm. but then they end up just, like, basically just manpowering mm-hmm. the, the other country. But the difference is that y- the, the Ukrainian army is, is extremely strong. Yeah, so I don't really know. I mean, like, I'm, you know, I'm just a workers' compensation defense attorney, and I make house music. <laughs> Definitely not the guy to look to for political commentary. 
Uh, but well, I mean, wait, I want to say thank you for giving um, a channel, an outsource, an outlet for me to speak on this and your interest because this yeah. already helps. So you can say that you already helped uh, Ukraine. Thank you. Yeah, wonderful. Yeah, it, it, no, I got you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so like, you know, educate me, man. Like, well, how do you think this is going to end up? Like, how do you think this is going to in you in Ukraine? Like, you know, what does it all look like in ten years? Uh, it's it's hard again. You, it's like it's like lottery ticket. You can win, you cannot. Uh, we don't know. Depending what agreements they will do, depending who's pay more or whatever, what kind of the planning they have. Yeah. For this. It's all. Oh, I, I know is that I wish that whole area was America. You know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I want yeah. damn red, white, and blue over there. Right now, yeah, UK and all this. Too much damn red happening. Yeah, one of yeah. good hands. So, <laughs> what I know, especially also with right now new cur currencies coming out. I don't know if you heard it. So, uh, Brazil, it's called BRICS, I believe. Brazil, Russia, uh, India, uh, South Africa. Really? BRICS, yeah. In China, in China, BRICS, it was C for China. Yeah, so BRICS. So, those are the countries. So, United. they're all like linking up? Yeah. 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 Look it up. Uh, I mean, but that's, yeah. That's another scare. So who knows? Does Brazil have strong ties with Russia? I don't know. I, I don't, don't know, know either. I know that whenever the United Nations were meeting, there was only like I think that, one that would be a weird. That would be a weird B two B. Brazil and Russia. Mm. <laughs> Are they powerful too? They have. Yeah. I mean, another and that's another topic. <laughs> yeah. But so I, I don't know how to answer your question because it's all up in the air. Again, uh, the the world is for Ukraine. The world is supportive. It's showing. Um, I'll just say that. Simply, good will always uh, win or uh, take over the bad, or will always win. Absolutely. Good will always win. Let me just say that. Yeah, absolutely. Divorce perception. Yeah, I, I just hope that, you know, go good things happen. I just yeah. wish that everyone would lay down arms and be friends. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes I just feel like people need a, a good old Chris Lake set, you know? <laughs> You big Wha fan. I didn't know from your podcast, I didn't even catch it. You mentioned Chris Lake already a few times. Well, I mean, so well, he's. He's, you know, a big artist. Yeah. I wouldn't say he's my yeah. favorite artist, no. but like, and he has a specific sound too from all of the other people yeah. in the industry too. Yeah. So like right now, as it stands, who are some of your favorite um, house music artists? Uh, oh my god! I mean, to, I to change to, the topic, yeah, I, I want to come back to Fisher because he was one of the. I mean, Cloud Von Cloud Von Strock was with the Dirty Bird before. He had a specific like a style, like a bassy techie. Yeah. Uh, but I think Fisher with that track and a few other ones, he like a revolutionized and came up with the certain different his niche his style yeah. you know so i would say i mean fisher uh i mean anyone i mean for the long time the um, uh sven veit uh ricardo villalobos sven you know the old guys uh, sven veit uh -huh. i've never heard of i've German. heard of i've heard of He's ricardo villalobos kind of guy so like in, in started um made it make it techno and popular in europe now sven veit okay um, who did we got to see here? Um, follow old school Hernan Cataneo or Hernan Cataño. He was here in Tampa recently. Oh, did you go to that? Oh yeah, yeah. Nice. Cause I, uh, but he was playing very different from what I remember. You oh. know, um, you have John Digwood, uh, Nick Warren. You know, uh, like those are the guys that I kind of been around. Danny Howells. I mean, Deep Dish still uh, before um, that fire and Sharam went separate. But Deep Dish was a fantastic, um, you know, um, duet. So tell me about your music production mm -hmm. journey. Wh when did you start producing music? Um, that was always some of the old tracks, like I said, um, I played today. Uh, they with uh, under alias NOR DJs. Like I said, we had this company platform, musical platform, so on. So we would rec record um, all that. So 
started from 2007. Um, I mean, I even started even earlier from the when we had the uh, Napsters and LimeWire and so on, get a new music, get those, what was it, uh, Cool Edit Pro, Mixmeister, and those programs, and then kind of dabble on that. Okay. Uh, started producing, mixing, and so on. But uh, seriously, just recently, I would say two years ago, that I dive in with my name, with brand name Tima Fey, under that, and start like making, producing, working with the artist since I have the experience and uh, tools and so on. So discover, uh, uh, I, I like to work with people, meaning tokenism probably maybe you can see or hear. Uh, I love to discover people and find it in them. Right. And, uh, from my set, what you guys will hear it, um, or heard it, uh, all the vocalists, they uh, accept only one track or two tracks one time and everything, those are samples um, that I use I want to but everything else, all the other artists, we know them, we work with them personally and recorded them. Um, so I would say to answer your question, 2005. Sorry, I went. Oh. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and what software did you use in 2005 uh, to produce? Well, I mean, you have Fruity Loops, uh, uh, Cubase, or whatever. We, no, no, that's like starting, but Fruity Loops are start starting. You know, this, like I said, Mixmeister, I still use it sometimes for mixing. Cool Edit Pro sometimes for mastering um, and mixing as well. Uh, but... Uh, or Fruity Loops, I think some sort of stand out for me. So if um, you were to go back to 2005 with all the knowledge that you have now and give yourself some advice, what would that advice be? I would not I would not change anything. I would not give anything. I got to this point where I am now because of what I did that, however I did that. So I would not want to change it because I'm enjoying what I am now. Right. If I would do that, then I would not be me now at this time. And uh, so like, where are you? Like, where are you now? Uh, still discovering, I mean, new chapter. I mean, in, I'm in Tampa. Mm -hmm. I even come up with, uh, you know, Tampa Bay, but I'm Tima Fey, so I'm going to call it uh, Tampa Fey. <laughs> like Tima Fey <laughs> and Tampa Fey. So I'm in this region right now, right. so mm -hmm. challenging myself constantly. I love to be comfortably uncomfortable. That's my kind of living style right um uh, right now definitely coming back uh kind of stay i'm staying in a, a genre of music house so when i kind of go with that so djing and producing and um i'm also right now looking for in my career like the uh, audio and engineering sound and engineering uh, audio and visual technicians job yeah you like so that. you you went to school for yes. for that mm -hmm. right R in canada right no no in atlanta in atlanta sorry so mm -hmm. Uh, so, uh, I mean, that must have completely g given you a, a, a much grander perspective. Yeah. Going to school for sound engineering must give you a fantastic, uh, it must give you a fantastic um, ability mm -hmm. to be able to make songs sound good. Oh, yeah. Experience. Yeah. I mean, and still, of course, that uh, and practice and kind of like research. Don't stop watching those videos on YouTubes and TikToks of the producers because we all share, we all come up. Uh, we have all of us artists, we have different approaches. So we never stop learning from each other. But uh, SAE, South Audio and Engineering Institute in Atlanta, uh, gave me a lot, definitely. That experience, um, that uh, different genres and styles of people and music and so on, uh, different communities, I, I learned a lot. And so there was. Right. Very so I if you could, though, if you could talk to a young producer. Mm -hmm. Like what kind of what, what what's some advice that you would give to a young producer? Uh, I mean, just uh, keep discovering. Uh, like my approach, uh, be comfortably uncomfortable with anything, with the project. You get in the studio, you don't know the board. 
learn it, jump on it, go. I mean, uh, don't be embarrassed. Uh, don't be again. We all learn. Failure is the best thing, in my opinion. That's how we become where we are. It's the only way, yeah, the to, only way. to succeed. Yeah, yeah it's you, okay. I mean, fail, failing towards success is, the, is the only way to get yeah. to success, man. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to just keep on trying because. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's this great graphic of what success is, and there's two ladders right next to each other. One of the ladders has, like, three rungs that are all super far apart, and the other ladder has, like, a bajillion rungs. Uh-huh. And the person who is trying to skip steps and just trying to get to that uh, rung that's at completely out of reach will never really get anywhere. But if you're taking baby steps towards reaching your goals, you will be able to reach your goals. It's just about respect for time. If you can have a good relationship with time, Mm -hmm. you can really do anything. Mm -hmm. The person that you were 10 years ago, his desires, her wants, his his needs, whatever, that person is the person that you are today, and it's going to be the person that you are in 10 years. So if you're really into music now, well, then start, go, you know, press that throttle down. Mm -hmm. Because in 10 years, you're going to want to be on a big stage. Yeah. You know, that's, that desire isn't going to go anywhere. So if you just put in the effort, you will absolutely be able to get there. Yes. So little Johnny, if you're listening, keep on doing. Yes. For the listeners, thank you so much. And Tim, thank you so much for coming on. It's a pleasure. Yes, this has been wonderful. Um, where can people find you? Uh, I mean, just that anywhere. And Instagram, I mean, anywhere. You type in Timafei, so T-I-M-A space f-e-i so on google or whatever however on just team Amazing. um and that's it and it will lead you to everything amazing uh for the listeners uh make sure you're vo- you are following graham radio uh check out my immersive groove mixes two hours every single week i love you for the listeners i love you peace all right